I think it's important for any company to be thinking about the quality of person-to-person -person communication as kind of a driver of faster decision-making, higher innovation quality, higher service quality, um, ultimately greater resilience of the organization, greater profitability. Um, there are direct business results that stem from people communicating effectively. Hi everyone, this is Tom Miller, editor of SolarView Magazine, and today we're talking about effective communication. Effective communication is difficult in any organization, but as you just heard from Bewa RE Solar Systems CEO Boaz Soifer at the top, how people communicate and how they make decisions both together and as individuals can really have a big impact on a business's bottom line. So along those lines, I invited Boaz and strategy manager Krista Riggle on the show today to talk about one component of effective communication, and that's giving and receiving feedback. And this can be something that is really difficult, both for the person giving the feedback and especially for the person receiving it. When we receive feedback, we might automatically get defensive or upset, and these are perfectly natural reactions to have, but what does it do to our ability to actually hear what the person is telling us? Are we able to really take in the feedback at that moment? And then, for the person giving the feedback, how can they best communicate in a manner that's clear, supportive, but also gets to the truth? So in our conversation, you'll hear Boaz and Krista role-playing some feedback using things like set statements, which stand for support, empathize, and truth, and also I feel statements, which if done right can help clarify feedback and also remove blame and de-escalate more emotionally charged situations. And these techniques aren't limited to just giving and receiving feedback, but they can be used in any difficult or challenging conversation. So if you aren't already considering how effective communication and giving and receiving feedback play a role in your business, I hope this is helpful and thought-provoking. And we'll put links in the show notes to some further readings on this topic. So without further ado, let's jump right into my conversation with Krista and Boaz. Boaz, I'd like to ask you to give Krista some feedback, and this can be made up or real, and I'd like you to use something that we call a set statement, S-E-T, and uh, we'll ask Krista to talk about how the feedback made her feel. Sure. Uh, Krista, are you open to some feedback right now? Yes, I am. Great. So um, I am giving you this feedback because I really care about your growth and really want to support your, your success as a member of the team here at Bewa. And I know that, that receiving feedback can uh, make you feel really vulnerable and th that that can be challenging. So I really appreciate how open you are to hearing feedback now. And in the onboarding session that we just did with our new employees, you interrupted when, um, when I was talking, and that was frustrating for me because I couldn't get my point across. So, uh, yeah, so my request in the future would be that you, you know, I, I, I know how excited you can get. Um, my request would be that you kind of pause while someone else is talking and uh, wait, till, wait till they're finished. Okay. And was that a, a real bit of feedback that you just gave her? Uh, I mean, she interrupted me, but, but, um, <laughs> but no, it was funny. Okay. Um, so no, this, this wouldn't have been feedback I'd give her in, in real time. Okay. Now you used something called a set statement. What, what did you do there? And what is a set statement? So a set statement has three elements and I, and I actually um, mix them up a little bit, but the three elements are support, 
empathize and tell the truth. And so my, my support statement was um, reminding Krista how valued she is as a member of the team here and how much I care about her success here. Um, the empathy statement was about both Krista feeling vulnerable when she's giving given feedback and also uh, that she gets excited uh, when there's a great discussion going on and she wants to jump in. And the truth, right, the feedback was about the interruption. And um, there was also a request in there that, that um, she tried not to interrupt in the future. Right. And the T in the set is the truth. Um, yep. And I, I also know that, that you started uh, your question by asking Krista if she's in a, the right place to, to receive some feedback. Yeah, I think it's really important to ask permission, right? You're when you give somebody feedback, you're you're putting them in a vulnerable situation. They're going to feel some degree of defensiveness no matter what. So, um enabling them to prepare for that, you know, giving them the space to say they're not prepared for it, I think is a important part of the process. Okay. And Krista, I know that you just received that feedback a few minutes ago, so it might not be as raw, but can you tell us um, how it felt to get that feedback from from Boaz? Yeah, so I actually noticed a somatic response, of, like a feeling in my body before Boaz even started giving the feedback. So Tom, when you said, uh, Boaz, I want you to give feedback to Krista, <laughs> like my, my heart started beating a little bit faster. My hands got a little bit shaky. So even from the onset of it, there's this place of anxiety, like what's Boaz going to say to me? Is Boaz going to give me real feedback on this podcast that a lot of people can listen to? Um, or like, is Boaz going to tell me that he doesn't think that I'm doing my job the way that I'm doing? There are a lot of different beliefs running around in your head when somebody starts to give you feedback and there's kind of, you know, a little bit of, of fear and anxiety of well, I felt a little bit of fear and anxiety before it even started. Right. And you've had a lot of practice giving and receiving feedback, but do you feel like you were mentally prepared for, to hear what Boaz was saying? Um, I do. And I also think that starting with that support statement, like when somebody gives you feedback, like I said, there are a lot of emotions that start to bubble up to the surface, right? But so as being able to say something like, I'm giving you this feedback because I care about your success in the company, or I want to support your development is like that kind of soothing reminder that, okay, we're on the same side of the table. We're both on the same team. You're giving me this feedback as a gift, as like something that can help me in my development or a way that I can grow. And so we're approaching it more as a team instead of like, Krista, you suck. You kept interrupting during that meeting. Why are you doing that? And, you know, feeling like it's um, more of a, a conflict or it's more antagonistic than us being on, on the same team. Right. Okay. So now it's Krista's turn to give our CEO some feedback and Krista, I'd like you to give Boaz some feedback using an I feel statement. And Boaz, please reflect back to her as well. And we'll talk about how it went. Okay, Krista, go ahead and take it away. Boaz, are you open to hearing some feedback? Yes, thanks for asking. Boaz, when you were late to the meeting this morning for our onboarding training, I felt vulnerable and disrespected. My belief about this is that you weren't in integrity with the agreement that we had made about that meeting starting at nine o'clock this morning. And my belief was that I was in a vulnerable position bringing on new people into the company and um, with this feedback presentation. In the moment, um, I assumed positive intent. We have a high trust battery. So I assumed that it wasn't a, a, deliberate, a deliberate thing of you trying to break this agreement that we have 
So my request of you in the or, and my request of you in the future is that you renegotiate an agreement that we have if you know that you're going to be late for a meeting. Cool. Thanks for the feedback, Krista. Um, what I hear you saying is um, when I was late for the meeting this morning, you felt um, vulnerable and disrespected. And your belief about that was that I wasn't in integrity with the agreement that, <clears throat> that we had made about what time um, the meeting was going to start. And in this moment, you are um, giving me the benefit of the doubt that my intentions were good. And your request of me in the future is to um, renegotiate an agreement if I'm not able to keep it. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Cool. Great. And I want to point out for the audience that Krista and Boaz in this back and forth used a very structured format called the I feel statement. And by using this format, Krista was clearly able to communicate to Boaz about what happened that she felt a certain way about it. She acknowledged she might have her own read on the situation or spin, uh, but she was also able to make a request of Boaz in the future. And then Boaz repeated her feedback back in the same format to make sure he heard it correctly and that they're on the same page. So Boaz, how did your feedback go? Can you tell me how you processed that? Um, yeah, so it's, it's really amazing that even with like really innocuous feedback, um, we have some emotional reaction to it. Um, so, you know, I was thinking of, of examples of how I could um, respond to the feedback in immature ways. Like, I told you I was sorry. It's just kind of interesting hearing that defensiveness go through my mind, e even as I know the feedback's coming from a good place. I was late this morning. It's totally legit. Um, I am happy to be held accountable for um, being in integrity with the agreements that I make. So, um, yeah, just kind of hearing defensiveness come up in my own mind and disengaging from it so that I could really accurately reflect the feedback or as accurately as I could reflect the feedback and, and take it in. Um, the defensiveness keeps us from being able to do that. Right. And I can imagine some listeners hearing all of what we're doing and talking about here and hearing a very formal process. Boaz, do you see a place where, you know, the, the formality of what we just talked about drops away and we're talking about these things as, as if they're very natural and second nature to us? Actually, not much. I think the formality, the formality contains kind of the ability to maintain structure, right? And I think the structure is actually incredibly valuable. So mm. in the I feel statement that Krista gave me, there, was, there were five elements. What happened, what she felt when it happened, what her beliefs were about that, what she was going to do, and what she was requesting that I do in the future. Mm -hmm. If you can have those five elements without having the formality, great. It's not as easy as, as it sounds, though. E each of those being a discrete thing is what made the feedback effective. And once you start kind of mushing them together, and I felt like you were disrespecting me, but I just kind of worked through it. And, you know, if, you're, if you were in integrity with your agreements, then this wouldn't happen. And it, it, like, how are you going to do that in a way that's equally effective and and not as structured. So you might sand the edges off a little bit. There might be specific 
words that you know you, you can drop like you know what sounds formal is my belief is or my request of you in the future is um and if instead you're saying so the story i'm telling myself about this is or um, rather than my request of you in the future is, so I want to ask you if in the future you could, please. Maybe right. it sounds a little less formal, but you're, you have all the same structure. So um, I actually think the structure is important. Boaz, I think that's a really good point. Um, and you're talking about maintaining the formal structure because I think it can give you something to fall back to. So now for this is going to be our final exercise. Uh, and I'd like to model a more difficult feedback conversation where the person you're giving the feedback to is resistant and defensive, uh, and they might not have the skills to accept the feedback, which is something I think a lot of people would, would run across as they're trying to give people feedback. Not everyone is thinking about these, these types of interactions or trying to build the skills um, to give and receive feedback. So quite often you'll be giving feedback to somebody who does not want to hear it and they don't have the tools to receive that feedback. So Krista, I'd like you to be the resistant, petulant one. And Boaz, please give her some feedback. And let's see, let's talk about how it went. Uh, Krista, are you open to some feedback? Uh, whatever. Uh, so uh, I'm actually, th that that wasn't a full agreement, um, or at least it didn't feel like a full agreement from, from my side. Would it be better if um, we talked later today? No, I would just rather do it now. What's on your mind? Okay, well, I'll try to give you this feedback now, um, and, and maybe we can just... After I give it to you, maybe you can process it and we can talk more about it later. So when I was late um, to the meeting this morning and when I came into the room, I, I thought you gave me a really dirty look. And uh, my belief about this was that um, you were resentful that I was late to the meeting. Um, so in this moment, I'm going to just try to clear the air with you. Um, and my request of you in the future is that if you're angry with me about um, me being late or, or about anything, that, um, that we, we take that offline um, and, and not have tension between us if we can avoid it during a meeting. Would you mind reflecting that back to me? Well, first, of, of course, there was tension because you did show up late. Like if you're going to say you're going to be at a meeting, then you should be there on time. So you're the one who kind of kicked off this negative situation by not showing up when you said you were going to show up. I don't understand why you feel it's necessary to give me feedback about how I reacted in a situation that you caused. Uh, yeah, I can understand how you would feel that way, Krista. And um, I want to uh, apologize for being late to the meeting. And um, the feedback that I'm giving you is, is important to me. Uh, because my my sense was that um, the tension between us in the meeting really made um, the the rest of the meeting less productive for the other people in it. Um, so, what I want to request is that um, we just each sit with this, um, and maybe at the end of the day we can touch base and um, clear the air if we need to. Does that work for you? Uh, sure, I guess. Great. That that was excellent. So. Boaz, you were trying to give feedback to somebody who was not receiving the feedback and you weren't even sure if they were listening to you or taking any part of that. Why is it, do you think it's still important to be giving that person the feedback even though they are not receptive? And what's the kind of long-term strategy around this type of thing? Yes and no. Um, I actually don't think it's particularly valuable to give somebody feedback who's not open to it. 
what I would want to do is increase our training efforts so that Krista could develop some skills in receiving feedback. And the two things I would want her to learn how to do is to clarify the feedback and reflect it as opposed to respond to it in the moment. Um, so I would want to do some training on that. Um, and, and I probably wouldn't single Krista out for that. I think everyone can benefit from more training on that. And then if somebody is not open to feedback, like on an ongoing basis, they're probably not going to be successful in this organization. You know, at some point that might be a conversation I would have to have with, with Krista as well, but I would start with training. Mm -hmm. Great. Krista, can you talk really quickly about some of the cultural outcomes you've seen from from this work? And it doesn't have to be just feedback, but it's, uh, you know, the four-line check-ins, it's straight talk, you know. Um, so whether it's in meetings or in the context of, you know, we've got a lot of virtual employees now, what is the payoff for this this investment that we're making in these types of thinkings and trainings and practices? So um, I think that the work that we do is, pretty difficult. I feel like we all show up really fully and we're trying to solve complex problems and trying to develop our business. And in that, there are a lot of different things that come up for people. Different assumptions can come up and different working styles can come up, anything like that, that could potentially inhibit our progress. But by being really open about these things and having open, honest dialogue throughout the company, I think that it starts to remove some of those obstacles so that we can achieve the, the goal of a high-performing team and keep moving as quickly as and efficiently as possible as an organization. Boaz, would you agree with that? I mean, the, the Baytalk program, you know, diversity inclusion initiatives, um, all of this stuff takes a lot of time and resources to create the programs and to run them. And you're also asking employees to spend a lot of time taking the trainings and participating and thinking about this. It's a big commitment. So why is it valuable for Baywa to do this or for a solar contractor to spend time thinking about these things? Do you have anything to add to Chris's comments? I think, I think Kristen nailed it. I see these tools as directly impacting business results. And I've been through plenty of difficult decision processes where communication quality made the difference between making a better decision, in my opinion, compared to a worse one. Mm -hmm. And what made those conversations difficult was that people needed to get past their biases or hear feedback that was difficult to hear um, in order to be more fully present to the needs that the decision was addressing. Um, so I think, you know, decision-making is kind of the, the motor oil in the engine that is your business. And it's got to flow, it's got to kind of lubricate everything and make it, make it work effectively, prevent friction from causing excess heat and take this analogy as far as you want. Um, I'm clearly willing to. Okay. Um, Should I cut you off? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the, the, the point is that decision-making is happening, you know, with, with a company of 60, 70, 100 people, whatever. Each person in that company is making multiple decisions a minute. Um, and um, so the quality of their thinking is going to directly impact all the, you know, you know, the sum of all of those decisions. Um, Can Krista, I interject something from a oh. non-business standpoint too? Yes, please. 
So I I also like the idea with this stuff of being able to show up to work as your authentic self. Like I don't feel when I step into the office that I have to show up as business Krista or when I go home, I get to kind of shed that armor and just be, be the at home Krista, the more relaxed Krista. I feel like I just get to be a whole person and that it allows the space for other people to do the same when we're having these types of conversations. We get to show up as we really are and have that authenticity. That kind of goes to work-life integration as opposed to work-life balance. I mean, you hear that, that phrase more these days, work-life integration. I mean, I think um, the amount of energy it takes to not be your authentic self for eight or 10 or whatever number of hours per day is incredibly draining. Um, whereas being able to be your authentic self at work um, allows you to flow easily between work and non-work without that being a stressful transition. Okay, I think that's a great place to leave it. I hope this conversation was useful and that you took away some ideas on how to give and receive feedback. And make sure to check out the show notes for some additional info on using set statements and I feel statements in your conversations. As always, if this topic was useful, please let us know and please leave a rating for us on iTunes. That helps other listeners find us. Thanks and see you next time.